This is a Retail Insider Podcast. You're listening to the interview series. Welcome to the Retail Insider Podcast. I'm your host today, Craig Patterson. And we're joined here with Scott Arsenault. He's the CEO of Wren's Pets, which recently was acquired by Mondu. Now, welcome, Scott, to the podcast. Uh, thanks for having me, Craig. Happy to be here. Thank you. Now, tell me a bit about uh, Wren's Pets uh, as a retail concept. So Wren's Pets is a pet specialty retailer that's been around for over 45 years. There was a Wren. Wren's son um, took the brand from one location into several locations. And uh, we're 36 stores now, soon to be 38. We're opening Thornhill and Peterborough in the next uh, less than two months. So we'll finish off this calendar year at 38 stores. So they say every overnight success takes 40 years. And, and here we are just over 45 years going to hit 38 stores. And we're truly an omni-channel retailer. So, you know, we've got Bopis. Um, we've recently uh, implemented DoorDash. So um, that's fun. You can have your products delivered to you same day. And we've been selling across Canada on an e-commerce platform um, for over 10 years. And so we weren't caught off guard by the pandemic. And we have order by two, ship same day. We have auto ship. And um, as we talked about earlier, we just first uh, went into our first urban location. So that's kind of new for us, too. Tell me about the urban uh, store expansion. Uh, the stores are a little bit different, but I guess besides being a little bit smaller in terms of square footage. Yeah, so for sure, we've been kind of playing on uh, uh, outside in. You know, we've been in the uh, more of the suburban locations, the Burlington's, the Oakville's, the Guelph's, the Cambridge's and and obviously doing very well in those markets. But, you know, Toronto's a massive, massive pet market with over, you know, $300 million in pet spend. And we weren't in Toronto proper. So, you know, typically our stores can be eight to 10,000 square feet. And we know that, you know, the cost to operate and the complexity with size in, in Toronto and in an urban area is much different. So we really took some time analyzing, you know, what was going to be needed in an urban location. And, I think we've set ourselves up in Liberty Village to create a network now. We've learned a lot. The store is doing fantastic. The pet community is is massive and 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 thriving in Toronto. So what we didn't think historically, people living in uh, condos and high rises, uh, that myth is long gone. Urban people have pets and uh, they love their cats and dogs. No, I, I can attest to that. Uh, far more pets on the streets and a big urban city than, than you find in, I find the suburbs, but I guess it's the density of that city. That's the reason why. Yeah. And one of the things we didn't take away, you know, when you go into a smaller box, I've seen retailers before just shrink their box and make it tighter and, and jam things in. But we looked at categories um, and the categories that maybe you had to shrink a little bit or compromise them there. But REN stands for your pet's best life. And that starts really for any pet owner with the diet. You know, that's how you, Make sure your pet has longevity, happiness, is healthy, and kind of, you know, we speak diet. So we didn't compromise on the brands there. We actually made sure that we had the full set of our, our food and diet. And we put in a 16-door walk-in freezer, which would be the best complement of, you know, the frozen dog food uh, and cat food category probably in the GTA area. So we made sure that that fast-growing category was really present and well-serviced in this store as well. Um, and then we were able to merchandise creatively and make sure we still had all those toys and treats and, and great selection for people and added some unique opportunities there with the kiosk to, you know, shop wide aisle and, 
and, and shop online and have it shipped directly to your house, you know, put it on auto ship, have it shipped to the store. There's many ways that you can conveniently shop for more products there as well. Oh, terrific. Now, um, Ren's Pets was recently acquired by a Quebec-based uh, chain, uh, quite a large one, uh, a pet store is called Mondu. Uh, tell me a little bit about that in terms of uh, anything that may have changed and where things might go from here. The acquisition really is more about a collaboration. You know, we've got synergies and best practices. And uh, I, I will say Ren's Pets was a hot commodity. And, you know, obviously being in the right vertical, we've all heard that, find a vertical and then find a company, right? So um, the pet market was uh, thriving throughout the pandemic and before. I think everybody realizes that it's recession proof. It's shown that in the recessions that it's done actually better. So, you know, as this uh, company was on the market, um, there was a lot of people that were interested in us, but what I love about, you know, and a lot of people think it's Mondu, but it's just not Mondu. It's the Legault family. Oh. And, um, the Legault family is a, you know, uh, two brothers that started this, um, one pet store and have evolved this to 75 pet stores now, but they're more than that. You know, the, they're building a legacy and they're vertically integrated with manufacturing facilities um, and, and just, they're amazing entrepreneurs, but they're even better people. And the thing I like about them is the long-term thinking, but they continually innovate. So, you know, they've got second tiers of their family in the business and they've set this thing up for success for many, many years to come, just outside of even their pet retail chain. Terrific. Terrific. In terms of the growth of the Rens brand in Canada, um, what can you share in terms of uh, potential, say, growth plans into 2022 and beyond? More, faster, you know, um, but we just don't open pet stores. We want to make sure they're successful. So, we, you know, we, we have a really, we stress test any market, you know, site logistics are key and then we look at demographics. But pets coming up strong. We opened in Brampton and Milton this year and just fantastic market. So, um, we're told to open more stores and go faster and, and we will get to the West. We, you know, we're in multi provinces right now, um, with New Brunswick and Nova Scotia stores as well. We have four there. Um, and, uh, we have lots more market to cover. And at this time we've signed at about six stores for next year already. So we're going to have a busy beginning to the calendar of 2022. Um, and just encompassing and making sure that we can service these people across Canada with the e-commerce platform. So, there's no really silver bullet, but we are going to open more stores. And the reason we're going to do that is, you know, out of the pandemic and people will say, what did you learn? And I know we talked about this question a little bit. I think technology is breathing. You know, we had it. We've had an e-commerce platform. We had Bopus in place. You know, we're going with DoorDash. These are new add-ons, but you have to have that ability for people to see inventories online, see what stores, you know, hours and these type of things. You, you've built all this up. But what I really found out of the pandemic was obviously the pet was, was, was central to that and a lot of new pet owners, but people love retail stores. They love experience and it comes down to interactions, conversations, knowledge. And in this industry, people love talking about their pets, right? So we have things like free scales in our stores. Um, we have events, we have technology in our store, but you, sometimes you can Google as much as you want about nutrition. But you want to come in and talk to somebody. What do they feed their pet? What are other people, you know, what's Canadian made? What's new digestive problems? And you give a bunch of scenarios and, you know, you can't just have one solution 
for each pet. It, it has to be unique to that pet based on age and, and the type of pet that you have, what you've been feeding, the activity levels, your lifestyle. So that experience within the retail stores, people just flooded back for in-store shopping and experience within pet. And that tells you like, you know, a lot of business people will say how important their people and team are super critical. You know, after seeing what has happened here now, we've made a commitment for next year to make people the priority. And I, you know, I know a lot of people say you take care of your people to take care of the customer, but we're going to look at many ways, whether it's professional and personal and training and, you know, the total package of making sure our people are moving forward and they're engaged and they have a, a path forward because we needed them. They were loyal to us. It was critical to the pet parents that they wanted people that were experienced. And finally, the thing that really struck me too was partners. You know, I think we built up a lot of currency at Rens. Um, we've evolved over time. We've uh, done a lot of innovation within our stores when our partners are excited about something that they're bringing to the market. Um, and I think we got paid off for that because they prioritized us uh, during the pandemic. And I know supply chain has been difficult, but we, I think we saw the benefit of being a good partner for many years previous to this. So people love shopping. You need your people and your team and you got to have good partners. And I guess it's just standard to business practices, but COVID really made us look at that again. That's so interesting. And it's, it's good to see that the business is bullish on brick and mortar retail because there were certainly discussions saying, well, you know, the world is going online. We, we saw this ramping up, you know, an increase in, in online shopping, uh, other, other uh, you know, curbside pickup, as you just mentioned, people were going online partly because they had to, because many stores were closed through government legislation could could not be open, but, but, uh, and I'm glad to see this too, in terms of what you're saying around brick and mortar retail, that this is something that's, that's here to stay, that people still want physical experiences. You got to stay relevant though. And I, like I mentioned the scales in our store, that's great. You don't have to make an appointment. You can walk in with your pet, everybody, you know, we've seen the humanization of pets and we're all trying to be healthier and live healthier and, and watch ourselves. So they want that experience. But even, uh, you know, going back, I've been with friends for 10 years since store number three. So I've seen the evolution of a lot of things and raw is the fastest growing category. So this frozen food is something that people are excited about. And we put in the walk-in freezers for a couple of reasons, you know, the density and the ability to carry so much product in the back of those to service people, you can't just stack it out like dry dog food. So you can't just have it in the aisles and some overstock around in the back. You need to have your overstock in a freezer. So we had a four door or two door freezer or two maybe in a store, you know, and now we have 16 door walk-in freezers that the capacity is 10 times what we originally had. So those are some of the things about staying relevant. And then I think, you know, when I talked about our people, this year in progression, we've added this new training module, which is Rens University. And, and it's so exciting with gamification and they can learn at home and it has a carbon tax that, you know, by having people train at home. So, you know, we're still relatively a young and growing company, but we're investing in our people so that when you do come into the store, you've got some knowledgeable staff that can talk to you about your pet. Oh, amazing. I'll have to get a pet. That sounds like a fun experience. <laughs> 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 and tell me, how did, uh, you know, obviously CEO is uh, a very elevated position. Tell me a bit about your uh, career in retail and how you got to where uh, you are currently with Rens Pets. 
Yeah. So there's been a lot of starts, stops and starts. I've been an entrepreneur and I, you know, one thing I've learned at 52 years old now is kind of everything prepares you for something, right? And your parents will tell you that and you'll hear people different and there's some wins and some losses. But previous to Renz, I, I had a marketing company and uh, I, I was working with Renz and, you know, um, the founder's son said, why don't you come work for me internally? And, and when I looked at Renz at three stores, I just said, they just need more stores because every time I asked somebody about them, they didn't know it. But if you knew it, you loved it. So it was just a matter of like, so it was like, wow, I had this great personal opportunity, but then this professional opportunity was kind of thrown at me um, and made the decision and, and really excited about the progression here, vice president, the president, and really the accumulation of becoming CEO. That was another step from the Legault group and the Mondu people. The Legault family said, we didn't buy the company. We bought the people and they didn't mean they purchased the people, but they made specific rent, uh, reference when they flew our team in and our whole leadership team um, down to see um, their head office that they are more excited about the talent they acquired than anything else. So, you know, um, making me CEO after the transition, I think, was important to solidify to our partners, to our people that it's status quo, the leadership team staying we're going to build more RENs. We're going to go across the country. And they didn't want any hiccup there and going, oh, is there going to be a power struggle here? Is there going to be some type of change? Is the business going to be run uh, differently? No, they're going to provide, you know, a lot of synergies for us, best practices for us, learnings for us. Um, but the RENs pet team stayed intact. And what that was one of the really important things for them going forward. Terrific. Holy cow. Well, that's exciting. Is there anything else uh, we want to talk about today in terms of RENs pets or otherwise? Yeah, you know, I, I love getting on these podcasts and talking business and, you know, we're excited to, you know, keep innovating and keep learning. But um, Mike LeBlanc, one of his uh, podcasts, I, I you probably listened to it with a past Home Depot executive. Mm -hmm. And um, they talked about when, you know, Home Depot was a great entity and you could find someone in every aisle and service. And they started out as merchants. And I, and my one thing that I would say for anybody in retail is stay a merchant. Huh. And that's what I love about discussing this with the Legault family and the Mondu group is that they're merchants at heart. And if you take care of that and don't manage the PL necessarily and go into operational, you know, expectations that are unrealistic and take away from the consumer, if you stay a merchant and are excited about the products for your customers, um, engage your staff, I think that's the, the, the silver bullet for being successful in retail, whatever that means. It could be innovation. It could be technology. It could be new products. It could be expanding categories, but you got to bring products that customers want. Oh, amazing. Thank you so much for joining us today. This has been Scott Arsenault. He's the CEO of Renz Pets. Thank you for joining us today, Scott. Thanks, Craig. And I got to say, you guys are doing a great job getting the retail message out there throughout the pandemic and now coming out of it. It's more exciting than ever, but you guys were at the forefront and you gave us a lot of information. Getting people like myself on here to have discussions like this is really, really valuable. Oh, Appreciate it. Thank you so much. And thank you so much, everyone, for listening. I'm Craig Patterson, founder and editor-in-chief of Retail Insider. Take care and bye for now.